0: Boomtron, Boomtron, Boomtron. Boomtron But you're never gonna move on. Netflix OG's get groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a damn ago again. Boomtron but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it all, so nothing's atypical.
1: And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. This is episode 11. Where we hit play on Netflix originals. I'm Diego. I got Amy, Damon. Hello, everyone. Hello. I hey. Feel it like going? you hit that intro kind of hard, man. Was it? I go hard in the paint, man. It's the only way I know. <laughs> I got gotcha. big man moves for a little man body. Yeah. So we got
0: <laughs> we got news. I can't even I can't even like let you talk about anything else because dude, <laughs> Cobra Kai is gonna be here in January. And there's going to be a season four four excuse me yes so january 8th i feel like i wish it was kind of like around that time we would all be off like it would be better but i'm okay with january 8th now that it's got a date you know uh, that's great and we also got a little bit of a teaser trailer i don't even think it really was that much of a teaser trailer i mean it's just miguel kind of waking up in the hospital like his eyes open i don't know if you guys got a chance to see that i mean it wasn't much but i mean he's not dead that's good right i that's mean we could really we, we knew he did, wasn't it, dead
1: but we knew we knew he had to come back man i wouldn't yeah. watch if he didn't come back but you didn't i think that watch,
2: stop it
0: yeah no, that, that's a I crazy I,
1: it would have been devastating man he's like the but, best but don't you think sometimes that
0: our that's television... like saying hawk
1: wouldn't be there and you wouldn't watch i know you <laughs> i would still watch
0: if there was no hawk i'd be disappointed but <laughs> i still watch but you know as tv has evolved you know some of the things that writers do these days is kill off main characters so
2: exactly
0: it's it wouldn't have been i mean it would have been disappointing but it wouldn't have been a huge shock
1: you would have been like oh okay i see what they're doing right there i don't know i i it would have been hard for me to watch without miguel there yeah.
2: well then good for you that he's gonna be waking up yeah and
1: that now i mean season four that's even that's like almost as good because we knew season three was coming right yes mm-hmm. But that to, for but, them to announce that there'll be a season four as well, yeah. that's, that's real nice. It is.
0: Again, I've fallen into this new kind of television-watching style, though, where I want everything to end of its own volition. Like right. I don't want it to be forced ending. So I'm hoping that they give them until they're ready to end the show. I think a lot of shows have done that recently, and they've kind of upped their, their game in terms of... You know rewatchability and maybe people coming in rewatching it. Or excuse me, watching it for the first time at a later date. So I'm I'm hopeful that we don't get a cliffhanger, and then nothing at least in terms of the story. That Fastlane, which was probably my favorite show of all time. Uh, again, Bill Bellamy, like I just love the premise of it, and Tiffany Amberthiason, and like they were all in it, and that just was like boom, pulled off the air. Now that show was like at that point cost like a million dollars because they were wrecking cars and everything but it was terrible (laughs) like I want to know what happened I want to know what happened so I'm hopeful they do the same thing with Karate Kid with Cobra Kai and my man Hawk I I hope Hawk wins I hope Hawk wins out in the end
2: oh my gosh (laughs) just wins it all everything
0: Yep. Takes over, starts his own dojo, Hawk's Dojo. Like, uh, that's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Hawkeye. Yeah.
2: After he realizes being a bully and a jerk is not the way to go, I'm totally on board with that being the end of the (laughs) storyline.
0: We'll see,
2: though. We'll see. My news is also about some renewals um, or about a renewal and then about a show that was supposed to be released this week. One of the shows that I had said I wanted to watch this week or this, this round was Country Ish, which is a reality show that was supposed to premiere this week. And I kept looking for it in the things that had been released and it wasn't there. So I looked it up and they said, for unforeseen reasons, it's been postponed for the release. Hmm. So I'm still waiting for that. They didn't really give any details about why it's been postponed, but I'm waiting. And then I was excited to see that my number one pick from last week, uh, Away, has been renewed for a second season. So I'm really excited to see that. They don't have a date yet, but it is being renewed. So I'll be excited when that comes out. Because I had said it was slow to start for me, but then by the time it was done, I didn't want to have to wait for the next season. So I'm happy to know that I will get a next season. Because well, it could have ended where it was. It, there, There is a way that it could Ooh, have ended. Sometimes that
0: scares
1: you a little bit though.
2: Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So we'll see, we'll see. But I'm, I'm hoping for some good things there.
1: All right. Well, my news is about a show that I've been meaning to watch. But I haven't had—I don't know if the timing is the right word—but I I need to watch it now. But that's The Witcher. Have you any of you seen The Witcher? Yeah, I have. Of I loved it. Yeah. So I haven't. I mean, seen real it Netflix yet, so. people
0: have, of course. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not real, then.
0: The only but one of no, the biggest shows of the year, and, I mean, you haven't watched it. Yeah, I, I mean.
1: haven't watched it. I'll put it on Amy's section for ne- the next time we and,
0: record. And not only that, it's based off of a video game, and in
1: theory, you're a video game guy, so it's right. doubly disappointing.
2: Yeah, seriously. Well, let
1: me, can I tell my news? So you anyway, they're, they're lo- Netflix is looking to cast uh, Jason Momoa for the prequel show, Blood Origin. Uh, uh, stop it. Yeah. So that's, that's news. So I, I, I'm... I feel like this motivated me now to, I have to watch it. So now it's on my real list.
0: Okay. I don't love prequels in general.
2: Right. Me neither.
0: Uh, Okay, See, look, Amy, look, we agree on something. (laughs) Wow. Um, So I don't think that news for me is just, eh. And The Witcher was good. But, you know, again, that news is just, eh, to me. It's kind of the Game of Thrones thing, too. I'm kind of like, eh, on these prequel stuff.
2: I'm curious about what the prequel will, like, how he becomes the witcher yeah so i think it's good you can't speak to this because you didn't watch it so
0: that's what i heard it was going to be it was going to be a lot of you know because remember back in the day multiple witchers so i think that there's going to be more about the whole witcher society per se if i remember
2: all right interesting well that's all right well i I mean i'll I'll definitely watch it i enjoyed the witcher so i i'm sure i'll watch it just because I, i like the family of stories so it'll be interesting to see
1: So what have you guys been watching then these last few weeks?
2: So I've watched a lot, and this time, normally I have a lot of kids shows that I've watched. This time, not as many kids shows, and I did a little bit more watching for myself. I will start with one kid show that I watched, and I'm pretty sure, Damon, I remember you saying that you had seen it and you weren't impressed. I don't know if you had watched all of it, but my little guy and I watched all four seasons the fourth season was just released of the worst witch oh and terrible oh, we loved goodness. it i thought it was super cute and I, you're it, back to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i tried to
0: watch it with my daughter and she couldn't even do it
2: really i mean yeah. it, you know, i wasn't expecting you know great theater from it but it gave me my yeah. halloween fix it's about this young girl who has no magical background she's not from like a magical family and she winds up at this school for witches and she's always messing things up but it turns out that she's actually very good at magic. She has a nemesis in the school who's always trying to sabotage her but she always comes out on top. The only complaint that I have is and again it's hard to say it's a complaint because there's nothing you can do is after the first season they switched out one of the main characters for a new actor and then in this fourth season the girl who played the the worst witch. Mildred actually is in Game of Thrones. If you watched Game of Thrones, you'll remember and her name is Escaping me Now, but she was the very, very young queen of her group. She was like the 12-year-old who was in with all the adults when they yeah. were trying to decide um Liana Yeah, the fate she of the was world. Jorah's Jorah's uh, cousin or something. Anyway, yeah. she was in Game of Thrones and Everything that I read said that she decided she just needed to take a break from acting for a little bit for her mental health, so my guess is that Game of Thrones kind of messed her up. But anyway, she, because that's quite a storyline for a 12-year-old, but she is no, she's not in it for the fourth season. They recast the part, and that always takes a couple episodes getting used to just the face that you've seen for three seasons and suddenly not just a, a sort of main character, but the main character being somebody different. But still, they were able to keep the storyline going, and he and I really enjoyed it. Again, I'll watch anything Halloween-y or witchy or magic-y, and this definitely fit the bill. It was, again, it's not a show that you have to think much about. It's not a show where I expected too much. It was just yeah, nice, was, light entertainment.
0: It was a little too corny for us. And, okay. Yeah, and the other problem is some of those shows, the special effects are not great. Oh, and and yeah. I can't suspend, you know, like when you, when in this day and age, when there are so many shows that are not high budget, that still have pretty good special effects, it was tough for us to kind of, we did not care for it.
2: Okay. Well, that's, that's fair. So that was the, the kid show that I kind of watched on my own. Then I watched a bunch of stuff for myself. One of them was, and I don't, you'll know that I don't watch a lot of the reality stuff that's on Netflix, but I watched Sing On and it was so entertaining. It's like, a bad karaoke show. It's not bad, not bad karaoke. But if you equate it to American Idol, it's like people who make it to the second or the third round of American Idol, like just past the first couple but no further, right? So it Titus Burgess is the host. And you go onto the show and there's I think like six or seven contestants. And you're all singing. It's like if you've ever played one of the karaoke games on like the Xbox or the Wii, And it's not necessarily how good you sing, but if you can match the notes that they have in the song. So going across your screen is like the notes on the musical staff, and you have to make sure that you're matching that, which means that people couldn't do the stuff that they love to do when they're trying to impress people. Like none of that like vocal stuff that they do up and down, because you have to match these notes. Hmm. And then after everybody sings a song, and you don't know when your part's gonna come up, they all have to watch this screen And it like flashes like, Damon, you're singing. And then all of a sudden it says Diego and you have to pick it up and start singing and then it says Amy and then I have to start singing. And so you don't even you can't even really plan for what you're going to sing. And after they sing the song, they all then have to vote out loud who they would kick out and then they take up the points and then they figure it out and then somebody's booted out and then they go to the next round and so on and so forth. Very entertaining very entertaining. They're all truly shocked to be let go, which I'm always like, really? Did you think you killed that? <laughs> but once I got into it, I couldn't stop watching it. I could not stop watching it. So I enjoyed that. Then I watched The Devil All the Time, which was with Tom Holland. It was really nice to see him in a different role. I had a hard time feeling super engaged in the storyline, though. It's It was very disjointed. It was interesting, but I didn't love it. And it's... Just about these people and murder and I, I don't, it, eh, like, I can't even really explain it because there were so many different kind of pieces to it. And I didn't love that. Did either of you watch that?
1: Yeah, no, I saw not. I
2: What'd you think, Diego?
1: I thought it was, I enjoyed the story. It was like, it's really dark.
2: Really dark.
1: Really dark. And I don't um, mind that,
2: but it. But uh, I
1: enjoyed it. I thought the acting was really good yes. by, by Tom Holland, um, by Robert Patterson. It was all. It was all really good.
2: Okay, I just I didn't love it. I just didn't love it. Then I watched The Boys in the Band. The Boys in the Band is based on this play from 1968, and it's about these six gay men who get together for a birthday party. And it's a play. It's based on a Broadway play, and it 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 plays like a play. I don't know how to say that any differently. There's very <laughs> different dialogue, rhythm that a Broadway play Exit has. Exit stage right. There's yeah, well, of- kind of, but like I, I don't know how to explain it in a play, not a musical, but a play, there's monologues and there's this disjointed kind of conversation that people have because there's nothing else going on. There's no music in the background. It's very different than a movie or a musical. And so it definitely had that play rhythm to it. It was super sad. It was super depressing. It was kind of hard to watch. Because so many of the characters were so angry and sad, but the more that I thought about it, it, I felt like it must have been representative of how hard it must have been to be gay in the '60s and living in the closet and the self doubt that must have come along with that. The cast was phenomenal. It was Matt Bomer, Zachary Quinto, Jim Parsons. Like the cast was amazing, and it was it was a good show, but it was so hard to watch because it was just so sad and depressing. Then I watched Gentified, which I is like about that. oh my god, I loved it. It's about this latinx family that owns this taco restaurant and how they were really struggling to keep it afloat it was about their relationships with their extended family and their significant others and then it really it was a slow build to the fact that there were people coming into the neighborhood and trying to gentrify the neighborhood starting to buy up the buildings and turn them into things that was not part of the culture of the neighborhood and just how that all evolved. I loved this show. It felt
0: really, it felt real. Yeah. Right? I mean, even though there were some characters that were a little bit over the top, I think it still felt very real. I agree. And I enjoyed all of the characters. I don't think that there was any character that didn't, like, kind of work. Everything right. worked well.
2: I would agree with that. Even the 100%. funny dudes
0: that come and want free tacos. Like, it just, yes. it worked well.
2: Right, <laughs> right. It, it really right. did. And there was a lot of great character development, too. Like, you, there was the one character... Um uh names are escaping me today. But here he is and he's working in his family's shop and he seems like he's just kind of like this kind of punk guy but then as he evolves he's he's really devoted to his girlfriend who's pregnant and then he starts this program where if a kid reads a book he gets a <laughs> yeah, taco. Yeah, I like that. And it was great just the character development and just seeing all of these people and how much they really loved each other and showed up for each other. And I just I thought it was a great show. I loved Gentified, and then the last show that I watched. <laughs> Wait, Diego, did
1: you watch? I I've caught pieces of it while the wife has watched, but I haven't seen it like fully. Okay.
2: It was good. I I loved it. The last show that I watched I just watched uh, over the weekend was Emily in Paris, and. It
0: it wasn't a show for me. That's what all I'm going to say. And that's fine.
2: And that's fine. You can see that,
0: though.
2: Yeah. Like I tried, but it wasn't. I'm definitely the target audience for this. Yeah. It's from the maker. It's Darren Starr, the maker of Sex in the City. And it's not Sex in the City, but it's got kind of that feel to it. It kept being compared to it. And I could see the comparison, but it's really not the show. I loved it for what it was, right? It's this young woman. She's a marketing executive. She goes to Paris to work and live there. She navigates living in Paris when she doesn't speak the language. She's living in this different country. There's a bunch of cultural norms that she doesn't understand, but she's really good at her job and she's young. And so she's trying to fight with these people as to these ideas that she has for the clients. It was delightful. I, I And everything I read says that people who are from Paris or know Paris or you know know anything about it won't like it. I've never been there, I'm never going there, so it worked perfectly for all of my little fantasies about what living in Paris would be like. I'm totally the target audience. I love this show, love this show. And that's what I watched this week.
1: All right, Dee, what do you got?
0: All right, so let's see. I watched a, f- a few of those as well, but then I watched a few kind of on my own. I- I'm gonna have to start with a-, a-, a movie that I truly didn't think was gonna be like, for me and it was great was uh vampires versus the bronx so that just came out and i i really liked it it was so campy vampire cliche but it's about (laughs) the the same thing so these vampires are trying to take over this neighborhood by buying up real estate and killing people at the same time right like (laughs) but it was it was so campy as these kids trying to you know stop them and it was just it, it really just it really just hit for me like there was everything that i would have expected the story was totally turned out the way i would have thought and that was still okay it was still worth it and that's kind of a halloweeny sort of vampire show for me it wasn't scary it was campy scary which is exactly okay. what i like let's see i also watched song exploder it's pretty interesting so this is about kind of what people do like musicians and how they kind of get their music going and and what's put in it would it was just it's four episodes it's you know tie dollar sign rem then Manuel miranda and alicia keys and it's just so interesting and again these are not necessarily the things that i like to watch but this was just very interesting how they kind of make their music and what goes into it is, is a little bit unreal especially how many people are involved
2: okay. that's also
0: kind of crazy in terms of you know the amount of people involved in putting together a song and where some of the things come from, it was just like, wow, okay. Like, I didn't really realize it was like that. I also watched, again, another show that I really, really enjoyed was Dragon's Dogma. It was, it's an anime. It's, you know, about this dude that gets killed and his heart gets ate up by a dragon. It was kind of his journey and again it's each one of the you know the sins like so each one is you know you have it starts with wrath and gluttony then envy sloth greed lust pride right it kind of works through everything it was good like it was enjoyable there was a few like things i felt like were put in to make it a adulty like you know what i mean there was like some anime nudity like i'm just not about that But seeing, kind of getting past (laughs) those two scenes, which, again, you you wonder, I mean, in, in animation, why, you know, it was easily understood what was happening, but whatever, we had to go there. So that was it. It was really good. The only problem I had with it is the animation was great, but all of the main monsters were like CGI animation on top of, I'm sure it still was computer drawn animation, but it felt like more like, drawn animation, then you have these monsters like this Hydra and these dragons. Like, first I saw the dragon, I was like, yeah, no, he just doesn't really, like, fit, because it's definitely CGI of all the monsters, which was weird because nothing else was, you know, totally that, you know, CGI feeling. That was the only problem I had with it, but overall, you know, the story was good. It, it wrapped up, you know, start to finish. Kind of got what we expected from it. So I think that was probably... All that I watched that we're not going to talk about in the other section, per se. Okay.
2: Okay. 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 What about you, Diego?
1: Well, I watched The Playbook, which uh, came out September 22nd, and it was about these five different coaches from different sports and kind of them giving their rules to why they've been successful. Uh, so I, I watched the Doc Rivers one, the Jose Moreno, who does, who's a soccer coach, and then Joe Ellis, who's the women's soccer coach for the U.S. team. And just hearing them, like, their journey from when they first started and then hearing their beliefs and then hearing, like, the things that they did to get to where they are and why they were so, sexu- so sec- successful um, it was really cool, especially being a coach myself. So that was really interesting. And it was just five episodes. So I have, like, two more to watch, but I'll probably bang them out this weekend. Then I saw The Chef with John Favreau, and that was really dope. Really, I'm just too hungry to be watching those shows, man. I <laughs> well, told you. It was so good. He made this meatball lasagna, mm. and Teddy's making it today. Really? So she's making it, yeah, she's making it today. Uh, she's been working on it for like a couple hours now, made the sauce and, and did last he give night. You, did he give yeah. you the recipe? Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Cause a lot of the shows that I've watched, like their competitions or their documentaries, mm-hmm. they're kind of just like, here's my, here's my famous plate. And like, you see what they're doing, but you don't get like the ingredients or you don't, and that, but in this show, like they break it down. Like they tell you each ingredient and then they kind of walk you through the process and it's him and a, another chef and they're just talking. Well, it's like a real like casual atmosphere kind of thing. And they do go to other restaurants. So he went to a restaurant. They worked on like uh, cooked duck, the salsa, some artichoke salad. So it was really neat. But for everything they do, they kind of break down the uh, the recipe and the ingredients for each one. So it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Carmen San Diego season three came out and it's really good watched all five episodes uh in one night with the the boy <laughs> but it was really good that show is really good the stories so are good the characters are good i really 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 like
2: that my show. little guy and i tried to watch it and we didn't love it
1: really yeah oh, I, loved it. I i like i just i like this take on carmen san diego so okay. i i really enjoy it
2: all right
1: and then the last one i watched was american murder and that was very depressing and just very sad on all levels and just very disturbing but
2: what's the premise
1: of that that's the one where the family the husband ended up uh i mean it's, it's it was national news so i don't think it's spoilerish no. but the husband ends up like killing his wife and kids and it's just uh, yeah okay. it's, yeah so it's, it's
2: a it's a real it's a documentary.
1: very big down maybe maybe that's why i banged out carmen san diego because i watched it right after that and <laughs> carmen san diego made me happy and laugh and i was good with that
2: okay that's
1: fair. Yeah, I'm looking at this this meatball lasagna. it looks good. <laughs> I'll take a pic I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you. All right. All right. But yeah, and that's uh that's pretty much all I watched. All
2: right. Okay. All right.
1: That's you guys a that's
2: ready? a good
1: haul. Yeah. 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 Ready for spoilerville? Yes. Always let's, ready. Let's go. One. 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 one and you know what that sound means it's time for spoilerville so if you don't want to hear any spoilers for jurassic world camp cretaceous sneakerheads ratchet or lona holmes make sure you fast forward to the 48 minute and 30 second mark to hear what you might have missed then hear the boomtron best in show and also what's coming up next episode spoilerville time all right guys where do you want to start in spoilerville where do you want to why
2: start? don't we start with jurassic world
1: jurassic world all right
2: all right so jurassic world camp cretaceous kids show this boy who gets to go to jurassic world summer camp he gets there he meets up with the other campers and they're the totally typical campers right there's the nerd the popular girl the rich guy it's exactly what you're going to expect and hope for i think in a jurassic world related show the dinosaurs are going to get free and you got to run away that being said i felt like the adventure was good. I felt like it was suspenseful, like suspenseful for a kid. Yes. I felt like it was very kid appropriate. I liked the fact that all of the characters had a good backstory. Like it's for kids, but it was involved enough that it held my attention as well.
0: Yes. And I think that was the big thing. Yeah. The characters were fleshed out enough that it wasn't just like character A, character B. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
2: I agree. I agree. I thought it was again, I've said this so many times, I think their movies for kids sometimes can miss the mark, but their series for kids are always great. And I felt like this was a really good series for kids. Like I'm ready for the next season, even though I already know what's gonna happen. Like, you know what I mean? I I know the story. I know what's gonna happen next. Or I can assume what's gonna happen next. But I'm still in it. Like I'm still ready to watch it again. And I felt like it was a good way for kids who are little, like my my kid's old enough that he's seen the Jurassic World movies, the Jurassic Park movies. This They're not too scary, but I thought it was a good way to introduce the whole family of stories to kids who maybe might find the real ones a little bit too scary. Right. Which is perfect for my ex- four-year-old. Right, exactly, exactly. But it's still it still has the good things in it.
0: I think that, I also thought that did a really good job at, a lot of the the casting so yeah. what we have here is we have you know people that have done this before so i thought that the voice work was was really well done and it was you know they all the characters kind of meshed together i don't always love this animation style especially oh, i really in... liked it yeah i mean i, I again i think i was going to say i think this worked though i don't always love it uh but i think for this it worked because it created some really great dinosaurs yeah and mm-hmm. while It doesn't necessarily lend to that same hand-drawn style for the characters, right? You're, you're pretty much putting together one sort of style for each one. I thought it worked really well. The dinosaurs were really well done, animated really well. I liked it. I really did. I think, you know, like Amy said, it's not like at the end, I was like, oh, wow. Like the hollow. It wasn't like I was at the end of the hollow, like, oh, wow.
1: Okay. Like, I didn't expect that. It's what you expect, but it's good. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is a prequel to the actual movie. Or does it like does it fall in line with the movies that are out?
2: I yeah. think it falls in. I mean it. I guess technically it would. Cause Doctor Wu's be a in it, role. right? He is. So he I'm try, is.
1: I was trying to think while I was watching it. I was like, does this fit in with that that timeline? Well, so line? they're
0: saying that it's it's official canon.
2: Okay. Right.
0: It's official movie canon. Okay. So I mean that's there's your answer at the end of the day
2: (laughs) i mean to be honest with you like part of me feels like yeah it has to be a prequel because you have these dinosaurs getting loose but that's the premise of all the movies so you can't really say (laughs) that because the dinosaurs are getting loose it's got to be beforehand because they never seem to learn and it's always a dinosaur is getting loose somewhere along the way in the movies so i don't i don't know where it would fall but it's A hundred percent. So check
0: this out. Camp Cretaceous begins a few days before the events of Jurassic World.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: But even before Indominus Rex escapes and the timeline officially converges, there's a ton of references to the movies. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's where it fits exactly. Okay. Okay. All right.
1: Because there are parts and I was like, wait a second. This has to be after, I mean, before Jurassic World, the movie, the first one. Okay. Perfect. All right, good. Well,
2: there you go. So that was definitely a great one. I also, I think we all, or at least some of us, watched Sneakerheads.
0: Yeah, I yeah. like Sneakerheads.
2: That was wonderful. Really, I loved that show. I knew nothing about this whole world of sneaker buying. Oh. And I found it fascinating. So for those of you who don't know, it's this interesting show. It's about this guy who is literally addicted to the buying and selling of these super expensive rare sneakers. People will go all over the world to find like a specific pair and either have them for themselves or get them so they can sell them to somewhere else. The storyline is it's appears as though when we when the story starts, it seems like he has lost everything the last time he was really into it, got himself together. He got himself a real job. He's married. He's got kids. He's going to be stable. And then his. Buddy from his before life kind of drags him back into it. I can't relate to the addiction. And yet I was spellbound by this show. I loved it.
0: It, it was so good. And I think for me, I, I could, first of all, I, I, I like, I, I just like where it sits in his life, right? He's, so mm-hmm. this is Alan, how do you pronounce his last name? Maldonado. Maldonado. Yeah. So first of all, he's phenomenal in blackish. Yeah. And he's also Bobby in The Last OG, you know, and was in Project Power. So I really liked him in Blackish. I loved him in sneaker Sneakerheads. I think for me, it was really cool because it fits in, like, you know, kind of as you get older, you're like, well, wait a second. I used to do all this cool stuff. Like, you know, what's <laughs> going on, right? I felt that. I definitely felt that in the storyline. Uh-huh. And my son is about sneakers and, you know, kind of as that's evolved a little bit. I wasn't huge in the sneakers. I did have a pair of the first Jordans, which, gosh, unfortunately went away. And I did have some Air Force Ones from back in the day, but they're all gone. You know, Disappointing. But buying <laughs> sneakers now for my son, it, it is fun, right? This Again, just buying them. It's not even like I need to wear them. So going on the sites, because I'm not a big in-store person, but you can do it now on your phone. And you get in these virtual lines, and there's lotteries for stuff it's pretty fun and it's pretty cool and I like the story overall it was I had to look up though I was like well were there ever Air Jordan zeros like is this a real thing <laughs> like I didn't think there was anything like that like it, it was it was definitely a, a fun story and I like the I like the 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 white dude um that she brings Stewie. on Stewie yeah <laughs> right. it, just, I, it was overall it's good
1: it's funny because I didn't know much about it until you guys said, "Hey, let's watch Sneakerheads," and I was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." And then Bobby, who's played by Andrew Bachelor, I actually follow him on like Facebook. King and Bach? yeah, and he's hilarious on Facebook with his videos. So seeing that, I was like, "Okay," and he's hilarious in the show as well. Yeah, and I mean, I don't collect sneakers either. Like, I don't have Jordans, but I I love the feeling of getting fresh new kicks and looking for like just nice kicks. Not like crazy out of this world collectibles, but just fresh new kicks and cleats. Like I just like that fresh. There's something
0: to be said though about getting these. Like I said, now I have like all the apps on my phone. Like I'm always looking and it was funny. The last set of um, off whites that were on sale that I actually had in my cart, which was crazy, but I had 10 and a halves. And I was like, no, I need 11s. Why did I sign up for 10 and a halves? And then I tried, <laughs> like, and I tried to get the other ones and they're gone. See, right. so something like that, a, a sneaker that's 220 is immediately resale the same day for 440. So it's a business. Like right. I, I know that there's a pair of Yeezys that, I, that are on on their way to me as we speak that have already doubled in price. I bought them two days ago. If you want to flip them. So that whole world exists and you know, those stores exist. But then there's also this whole aspect of just, you know, you could resell and trade sneakers and just make money. Like, I mean, you saw it there to the extreme. Like they're dealing with sneakers that are five thousand dollars. Right. But you know, flipping two hundred dollar sneakers to four hundred and something dollars and you don't really have to do much is is an interesting concept. But there is something to be said about holding on to them
1: and being like, Look, I got these. Like, right. that's what it's about. Like, yo, I got these, you know? Okay. Okay. Right. Like, you so, definitely
0: got
1: those. So they go through the whole show, right? The whole show of yep. the premise is to find these, these Nike zeros. zeros, right? The Jordan yeah. zeros. Right. And they go through all kinds of obstacles to find <laughs> yeah, it, it was just which is funny. Yeah. Right. And it always, and, it, and for most of it, it was always Bobby had this crazy idea yep. right. and then it like, kind of like, kind of started working and then fell through <laughs> the sandwich kinda started working the, the yeah. sandwich. And it was funny. But then at the end, right, the last episode, you see Yeah, is that dude giving up the Jordan Zeros? What was that guy Norwegian or something?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He gave them up. But why traded them? Yeah, but why? He wanted Because he wanted what he had instead.
0: I don't know, I felt like the Jordan Zeros were like the holy grail. But you know, it was really cool how the guy that said he'd give up his whole sneaker collection for the Jordan Zeros, then he's like, yo, I already got six pairs of them already. Like, <laughs> it was so real. Like, you know that's exactly, like, cause you know this guy's fronting for online. And you're right. like, yo, that would totally be the way this would happen. Like, <laughs> or, you could yeah. totally see it. Right. Or,
2: well, I thought it was really, one of the things that I appreciated about it, cause again, as I was watching, I'm like, this is fascinating. I can't relate, but it's fascinating. And I liked the fact how, so his wife is, he goes to another country to find these sneakers. While he's doing that, his wife wife leaves for the weekend because she's so upset that he's back into this. She comes home because she needs to grab something. When she does, she sees all of his stuff on the bed because he packed really quickly. One of the things she finds on the bed is this business card from this woman who it appears that he used to have a relationship with who works at this sneaker store. She writes her name on it with little hearts. So the wife takes this card, goes to confront the woman. The woman's like, look, you've got nothing to worry about. Here's the thing. But then she takes it a step further and she tries to hook this woman with something that she would understand. Because the wife doesn't understand the addiction either, right? Yeah. So then she's like, do you like purses? Do you like handbags? And the girl's like, well, yeah. And she says, okay. And then she takes her through the finding of this specific purse, right? The specific handbag. And the woman, you can see as she starts to get wrapped up in it and even, and then she decides she's not going to buy it when she finds out that it's like $3,000, but when they get home, sure enough, she has the handbag in her, in their house. And I, I liked that piece of it too, just because like I said, I enjoyed it. Again, I'm, I'm not about spending $3,000 on anything, but no. but just seeing, <laughs> like, starting yeah, to think but- about, all right, there are other things that people will spend this money on. It, like, it's not just sneakers. Like, there are, this happens for a lot of different products yeah. around the I world. I mean, for and me, like it's the too. comics.
1: Comics and right. And, right. And, art, and the sketches I get, I got Comic-Cons. Like, that's, right. that's my thing. That's my sneaker collection right there.
2: Right. And minor books. I'll go, I will buy, you can't stop me from buying those books. So I, I got
1: I got too many buying
0: vices, I can't even.
1: <laughs> I can't even. Well, let's talk about the end though. At the end, you see Bobby, he's at like his custom shoe school or whatever mm-hmm. he's going to. And he looks like he's cutting up the zeros. Is that right. what it looked like?
2: I don't know what he was doing. Again, yeah, I don't know enough about sneakers sneaker. to, yeah. I don't know enough about sneakers to make a judgment. So I have no idea what he was doing.
1: So season two, possible? Yes. I think so. Maybe. It was enjoyable enough to watch another season. I don't know how, many, how long this can go, but... Well,
2: that's, well, that's the, the thing. thing. I like, don't know what they would do differently in season two.
0: I think it would be about opening the shop. Yes.
2: Yeah, that could be.
0: But again, like, if, if the Jordan Zeros were the epitome of everything, like you've already you know, kind of blown your load on that one. Like, well, right. what's it gonna be? Like, right. so what would be the next thing? The only thing that I didn't love, you're telling me that those hundreds of thousands of dollars of sneakers, even though you only have the left shoe, are worth nothing? Word. Right,
2: right. I feel like they gotta be
0: worth something. Something, half price, that. something, I agree. I, I won't even go half price, but, but here's the thing. Think about if you were, see, what would be cool is if in season two, they're starting their sneaker store and they had a wall of just the left shoes. Cause think about it from an artistic <laughs> standpoint.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like, that could be a piece of art at this point. Yo, know, just the left shoe of all these sneakers. Right. Mm. I was That's a little joke. disappointed that that was on some, like, yeah, you know, left shoe, they're worth nothing. And they're like, oh, man, like, it can't be worth nothing. Everything's <laughs> worth something. Yeah. No, Maybe not worth something. As much, but something.
1: Yeah. All but right. Yeah, it I it love was this. fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah, it was, definitely fun. was enjoyable. One of the better shows uh, of this round, I think.
2: I would agree. I would agree. So let's talk about something 100% different, which would be Ratchet.
0: So tell everyone what this is about, because I didn't watch it because I had no interest. Tell everyone why I have no interest. (laughs) Well,
2: you have no interest because you don't like things that are gory. Yeah, that's true. And and there wasn't a ton of gore, but I feel like there could have been enough for it to turn somebody off. So Ratchet is It's supposed to be, and yet not supposed to be, the prequel to... It, but it's not even that so one floor over the cuckoo's nest you've got this character nurse ratchet she's this awful awful nurse who works in the insane asylum this is supposed to be like her origin story I guess I didn't really feel that it was having seen and seen that movie and read that book I didn't really feel like this was connected at all I just felt like it was a character with that name I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it because It's Ryan Murphy, it's American Horror Story without the horror. I felt Mm -hmm. like it it, was American Horror Story at times can be pretty scary or at least can be pretty intense. I felt like this didn't have that but I found it kind of difficult to watch because she's a villain and yet you understand why she's doing the things she's doing. So any show that can make you feel empathy or sympathy even for the villain, I think is pretty good writing. And she kind of goes back and forth between villain and hero throughout. And I found her to be a pretty deep character. So I enjoyed it. But I didn't feel like it was everything I had hoped that it would be. I was hoping that it was going to be a little more horror or a little more intense or a little scarier. And it just It just didn't have that piece for me, but I did find it to be a very good story. I thought the acting was great. I thought the casting was great.
1: It was diabolical.
2: Yeah, oh, definitely, (laughs) definitely. Like, there
1: were so many, like, uh, subplots or so many, like, closed-door, behind-the-scenes deals and moves being made, Uh, but it was enjoyable, and I liked all the characters. All the main characters were really good in that one.
2: I would agree, I would agree. And even, I liked, so she's... She gets this job at this, not insane asylum, but kind of, psychiatric hospital. And we find out that the whole reason she gets this job there is because her foster brother, who was like a brother to her, he has killed people. He's killed these priests. And this is where he's going to be hospitalized for a while before going to death row. They're keeping him here while they decide if he's fit to stand trial or if he's insane and he shouldn't stand trial for these murders and watching kind of their backstory I thought was great, but then there's this nurse that he winds up getting involved with and she kind of pushes them together because he threatens her like, if you don't let me have a relationship with someone, something bad's gonna happen. So she's like, go ahead, you have this relationship, but this woman is crazy and it winds up being this Bonnie and Clyde thing. And even though the whole entire series is how Nurse Ratched is really trying to do the right thing for her brother. At the end, now they're enemies. And I thought that was interesting, too, and a really great setup for a second season of it. Just right. that he's like, I'm coming for you. And she's like, nope, I'm coming no, for I'm you.
1: I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Word. So it was good. It was it was very good. Like I said, I felt like it wasn't as scary as they wanted it to be. But... It was definitely disturbing. And like you said, definitely diabolical. So I would I would agree with you on those counts as well. And I will, I'm definitely there for season two. I'm, I
1: agree.
2: I'm interested yeah. to see where the story goes. Because again, now I'm curious, like, so where do you go from here? He's free. He's on the run. Are we just going to watch her chase him around the country? Because that's not going to be interesting. So I'm hopeful that there's something new that happens in season two that, again, kind of grabs our interest and makes us want to watch because... That's something I don't want to watch, just them chasing each other around. So right. so the last show that we all watched together uh, was highly, highly anticipated by all of us, I think, was Enola Holmes. And I'm curious what you guys thought of it.
0: I liked it, <laughs> but it was a little heavy handed in its message.
2: Okay. What did you feel the message was? I mean, I guess it
0: was feminism. Okay but I just didn't love the fact that the mother was willing just to bounce because right. of that.
2: Right, I would agree with that. I, So I felt that it was light. It was light, it was cute. I didn't feel like cute, it was, yeah. like, yeah, it was cute. It was like, okay, this is all right. I'm not a huge fan when characters talk to the screen. It pulls me out of the story, but it was cute. And I mean, I'll watch anything with Henry Cavill. So. but i i i I was surprised as well at the mother and the mother's choice the mom disappeared the mother has raised her right my mycroft and sherlock are gone they're adults this is a baby who comes much later the dad is dead the mom has raised her to be this strong independent woman she physically trains her she mentally trains her like you can tell this mother has devoted her life to her daughter and then just disappears and she's not kidnapped she chooses to leave. And It just Whoa. feels weird because she knows that it's this male-dominated society. She knows that Mycroft is her guardian. Like, I feel like she knows what's gonna happen. And so part of me was feeling like, is this a further test for Enola? Like, let's see if you can get yourself out of this. Because that doesn't seem like something this mom who's dedicated her life to the daughter would do. It just felt cruel.
0: It Again, and I think that's where it was a little heavy-handed in its maybe in her push towards feminism, because the other problem that I kind of had with it is, you see these bombs, like these, right? And I was like, like what? What's she gonna do with them? Was she, was she gonna bomb before the the Lord's vote? Like what? What, what was gonna happen there?
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, that whole again, that whole storyline of where is she going? And the mom is really the secret radical. And there's all these memories Enola has of walking into a meeting where the mom is there with these other women yeah. and they're all planning something. And again, the mom, it's its very Sherlockian in that the mom has left all these clues for Enola. And I enjoyed yes, that part. That I, was good, I yeah. enjoyed the Enola figuring out the clues. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. But just this idea that then she's going and she's trying to find her mom and she's meeting these people the mom knows along the way. And it looks like the mom has this pretty nefarious plan because the side story is that Enola winds up meeting this boy who it turns out his uncle is trying to kill him and then his grandmother's trying to kill him because his father has passed away and his father was in the House of Lords and they knew that he was going to vote a certain way and they wanted the vote to go a different way and they knew the boy would vote according to the uncle. So it seems like the, the stories are connected. Her mom is Maybe gonna bomb this as well because she wants the vote to go a certain way. It was just a very just, convoluted connection.
0: It was, and, and again, where the heavy handness of it comes in for me is is the bombing again. Anola super smart, the mother super smart. I felt like, hmm, if they wanted to get their point across, and, and they have pretty much a whole school full of ninjas right of jujitsu right. ninjas right I, I felt like it just it, it could have be brought a different way i didn't i didn't love the the bomb scene i just didn't love it like i right. just i felt like that was too much like you know again feminism at that time was you know a, a radical idea but to bomb because of it just seems a little much
2: right right and even and that part aside i didn't find the character of sherlock to be true. For example, like he clearly cares about her. He he says, Mycroft's your guardian, you got to do what he says. But then she winds up, Mycroft puts her in this boarding school for young ladies so she can learn how to be later. Then Sherlock shows up. And Sherlock and she are talking and instead of springing her from the place because he's like, Yeah, this really sucks. Like you shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> instead of springing her, he leaves her there. With again, it, it, like a clue or an idea of how she can get out, and that part I was like, What's wrong with these men? But then,
0: but then later, he's like, <laughs> I'll be your guardian, right? Why didn't he just do that then?
2: Exactly, it, like, is he does he not want to be your guardian until she can solve all the mysteries and then she can prove that she's worthy? Maybe
1: he's in cahoots with the mom to prove to have a Nola, uh, you know, test her and whatnot.
2: I don't know, I've just Far-fetched. felt far like <laughs> fetched. It, it did, it felt it it did it felt a little too far fetched
1: i agree that it was it was cute like it right. was a real cute movie like i the, i thought the fight scenes were really well done i thought they were good yes yeah. um i thought the movie was well done but like i think i think i agree that it was just some parts were kind of a little what we would say extra yeah like, but I, would I, enjoyed, agree. I i yeah I, I wasn't
2: i wasn't disappointed by the movie like maybe i wasn't a little bit like i had such build up for yes it. and as i was watching it i and normally like you know if i'm super into a movie because i just watch the movie i don't do anything else and i think like partway through the movie and i was watching with my kids like i kind of reached over and picked up my laptop and started like doing some other things like it just didn't hold me the whole time
1: right. and that
2: to me kind of shows that it it just wasn't like- what I was expecting it, I guess. like the
1: whole premise of a of a mystery I like that it, it did right. a real good job with like the clues and like you said the flashback with the mom and then like kind of putting it all together like I enjoyed that of the movie yeah. right but um I mean there's definitely gonna be a sequel like it
2: yeah
1: I, right and I'll watch it yeah, yeah. I'll watch a sequel I'll, I'll probably enjoy that too because uh, it'll probably be well done again Mm-hmm. But uh, but again, yeah, I agree with you, Amy. Like, there were times where I would look at my phone. I wasn't 100% invested in the whole movie at all times.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. And then where do you go with another one? Now she's with Sherlock. Are they working together? I like, hope
1: so. I think that might be
2: more interesting. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Because I, I – and maybe that's it. I just didn't like the fact that you have this young girl who's basically, like, fighting for her life and her freedom. And I, I just – it just didn't feel right. I don't know. There was just something about it that didn't feel right. Again, I love the actors. I thought it was well cast. So it's not against them. It's just about the story. It was about the story. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so, it.
1: Amy. Yes. The floor is yours. What Your have favorite you Favorite section. Thank
2: you. So for you, might have missed. Uh, somebody at at work kind of said to me. Are you watching mind hunters and i said yeah no i don't know what you're talking about they said you have to watch it. it is so your kind of a show and i'll be honest with you i've seen it time and time and time again when i've opened up netflix and it's one of those shows where i almost click on it but then i always find something else to watch instead so i finally just said fine i'll watch it and i'm so glad that i did it's fiction But it's based on the true story of the early days of the FBI when the Bureau started to identify serial killers. And it's this small group, these two men and a woman who worked together in the FBI serial crime unit. They're actually the people who coined the phrase serial killer. And Hmm. they used real interviews that these people did with captured serial killers um, to create the dialogue, like these are actual interviews with these real killers, like they're using real names and they're talking about real cases. And what they would do is they would go in and they would interview these captured serial killers and they weren't asking them about the crimes because the serial killers are always like, Look, I've told my story a thousand times. And they would say, Yeah, we're not here to talk about the crime that you committed, we're here to talk about your childhood. We're here to talk about why you did certain things and like, we want to know the whys. And then they use that information to begin to profile uncaught people who were out there still killing. And it was really very interesting to see how they did that, to see the bureaucracy and how they kept getting stopped along the way, because the FBI just wasn't quite ready for that. Like in an FBI interview, they would be interviewing these people and they would be very formal about it. And as soon as they would start to go off script, because these are killers, man, in prison, like you can't be like, excuse me, sir, talk to me. They weren't responding to that. So sometimes they would go off script and they would use tough language and they would say things that wasn't necessarily FBI appropriate. And then they would get in trouble for that. And so they would try to talk to each other and then, you know, just to like, hey, we need to catch these people, we need to get the information. So it was interesting to see. And then when they finally do use the information that they've gleaned, hey, this person told us this, this person told us that. We think that this person and the ongoing case that's happening is the disappearance of all of these young black boys in Atlanta, Georgia, again, a real case. And they come up with a profile. This is who we think the killer is. We think they look like this. We think this is the kind of car they drive. We think they have a pet. We think this, this, that, and the other thing the FBI is saying, yeah, no. And the Atlanta police are like, yeah, no, we don't think that's accurate. And they're like, we are telling you this is accurate. So even after all the work that they did, how people didn't want to hear the profile. So it was fascinating. And then my favorite part is that the first like three to five minutes of every show, they're showing this man, and it just seems like this guy. And and they don't revisit him the rest of the show. It's just the first three to five minutes. And it's a little bit of character development about this guy every single episode leading up to. And you can see they're kind of showing that this guy is going to be a serial killer. He's not yet, but he will be and kind of the different steps that he's getting to go there. So this was a great show that I missed. And I'm sad that I hadn't watched it. It's based on John Douglas, who actually wrote the book, Mind Hunters, Inside the FBI's Elite Serial Crime Unit. And this is a great one. If you enjoy, well, I don't wanna say if you enjoy serial killers, cause who enjoys a serial killer? <laughs> but you know what I mean? If you enjoy those kinds of shows or documentaries, it's not a documentary, but it was excellent. This was an excellent show. So I would recommend it to anybody, Okay. anybody. Did you Damon,
1: have any? You, or Damon, do you have anything? I do not. Right. Do you uh, I have one, but it's like Dawn. It's from like, it's a cartoon that my son just kind of found, just scrolling through Netflix. It was Dawn of the Crudes. It's cute. It's funny. Have you ever seen the movie The Crudes? Okay. Yeah. Uh, There's like a cartoon version and it kind of just picks up uh, from there and just their story. And, you know, they stole, they like so, got accused of stealing food from the village. So now it's just the Avenger of them trying to prove, um, that they didn't steal the food. So I'm only like three episodes in, or I've only seen three episodes with them, but it's cute. It's fun. If you haven't, if you've seen the movie and you like the Crudes, you'll, you'll like the cartoon.
2: Okay. All right. We might check that out.
1: So what do you got best in show for today's episode?
2: My best in show, my number one pick for this session, I'm going to say is Emily in Paris. I, I'm, I finished it last night and I'm, ready to start watching it again. I followed, I followed the show on Instagram. I'm just <laughs> a little obsessed with it right now. And again, you need to be the right target audience. I mean, you absolutely have to be somebody who enjoys shows about things like sex in the city or the devil wears Prada or those kind of shows about these 20 young 20 something women who are you know, off to do great things. I I just Loved this show. So for me, this is my number one pick for
1: the week. What about you, Damon? This is
0: tough. I'm going to go with Vampires versus the Bronx. Because, you know, it it was fun. There's nothing else to say besides it was fun. I don't think that it's going to go up against some of my other favorite shows of the year. But I think for this time around, you know, being close to Halloween and just kind of being an entertaining show. You know, Dragon's Dogma was close, but it was just... This was just more entertaining, I felt like overall. So I'm going with vampires versus the Bronx. It's, you know, don't expect a lot. Don't expect this huge mystery. Expect what you get. And it's fun then. It's
1: a fun okay. show. All right. For me, it's definitely the chef show okay. with John Favre. Uh I mean, I'm I am trying out the lasagna today, right? <laughs> so I'll, I'll have pictures of that that we'll, we'll put up on the Facebook page. Awesome. But that was that was definitely my favorite. Close second would have been the playbook with the coaches. But definitely, I like food. I like to eat and I'm very excited to try this lasagna later on. So right. that's definitely my number 1 for today.
2: So what are you what are you going to be watching coming up?
1: Oh, oh you know. Boy. You know. Yeah, I know, you know, I know the one. Which one? Which one? Kipo. Kipo. No. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. October 12th. Oh, Keepo. Besides that's not Keepo. the one.
2: Oh, no. Haunting of Bly Manor, October 9th. Haunting of Bly Manor is yes.
1: definitely uh right there. Right ah, with that's Kipo. That's too scary and, for me,
0: man. Come on, oh. I'm doing it. Can't come do. Come on, it. We, we could watch so it together. Good. We no. Nah, <laughs> we'll here and we'll hold virtually my hand. hold your hand. Doing it. Exactly. Nah, you got to come down here and do some <laughs> personal
1: hand holding for that. But yeah, I mean, the haunting of by Manor is October 9th. Then you have Kipo, October 12th. Yeah. We talked about Hubie Halloween yeah. uh, the I'm, last I'm episode. Yeah. I going to watch that, yeah. So that's definitely something I'm going to watch. I'm sure somehow I'll get sucked into watching the holiday <laughs> you and me both. So <laughs> I, I can promise you will I'll mention it. At somehow some way shape or form and la, la revolution it seems okay. like uh imag- reimagined history so i'm definitely gonna watch that those are kind of right. the four that kind of stick out to me right away
2: all right so we have some overlap there i'm definitely gonna watch the haunting of Black manor i'm definitely watching QB halloween hippo the holiday I'm also, my little guy really enjoys the Starbean cartoon that they have. So they have Starbean Halloween Hero coming out October 6th. We're gonna watch that. There was one that looked really interesting to me, Dodo Do Sol Sol La La Sol. That's coming out on October 7th. It's musical, so I'm looking forward to that. On October 9th, I really wanna watch Deaf You. That looked really interesting to me. October 15th, there's a movie coming out called Social Distance that I wanna see. Mm-hmm. And then on October sixteenth, I want to see someone has to die. So those are the ones that I'm looking forward to. I'm sure there are more, but those are my priorities for the next couple of weeks.
1: Okay, what do you got? Okay,
0: uh, obviously Kipo, right? That's on my list. I'm gonna say that as we kind of start out. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the haunting one, for for me. But Huey Ooh. Halloween's on the list. Holiday's <laughs> on that list. Yeah, it's gonna be too much for me, man. I can't I can't do it. But the cabin, um, with Bert, uh, what's his name, Kreischer or whatever, the comic
1: okay
0: Okay. I I like that dude he's funny so definitely gonna do that the the other one I'm surprised that Amy didn't mention and I I think this was only on my radar because I know about I did an interview with the person that's um starring in it but the babysitter's guide to monster hunting
1: I saw that one yeah that's definitely gonna be on my list
0: yeah that's definitely gonna be on my list outside of that I think it gets a little thin for me but that's good because you know I can't I, I don't watch as much television as you guys do I don't know how you do it (laughs)
2: i I don't sleep so i watch it when i'm laying in bed trying to fall asleep barbarians
0: i think is a little further out yeah it is yeah but i mean that's that's going to be on my list but i think just for this this next go around i mean i am going to consume kipo Uh, i might even watch it twice so that will be something that i definitely get into so that's kind of what i'm looking forward to for the next couple of uh the next two weeks
1: all All right. right all right well guys Good episode 11 again. If you're listening, please make sure to check out the Facebook page. Check out the Instagram page. Right, D? You got that going?
0: Yeah, the Instagram page. And we've been putting up our favorites up there as well. All right. So and all we're re- now
2: on Amazon too, right?
0: Yes, we are now on Amazon for listening to podcasts, which actually I think is the easiest way if you're just kind of on your phone. If you have the, See, I already have the Amazon app for music. So right. Amazon Music is easy. Uh, but that's definitely one of the ways you can listen to us as well.
1: So definitely check those out. Leave us some reviews. Leave us some recommendations. Leave us some critique. You know, some some things that you would like us to. Diego's bad at the intro. Like, No, no. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I don't
2: think that's any critique we're going to get. People are going to say, great job, Diego.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. You're welcome. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you uh, like the show, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone.